Hi and welcome to The Courageous Mama. We're on week 26, can you believe it? It's gone so fast. I'm so pleased that you've come to join me again today. What sort of a family do you want to grow? It's a big question, isn't it? Probably quite a far-reaching one, really. You know, you might have a newborn on your lap or maybe you're in the throes of toddler land or perhaps you're well into the primary years Or maybe you've lipped into the teen years or you're well established in them and you've even got some home leavers. Wherever you are in your parenting, this is a great question to ponder. But we're often so busy parenting that we haven't really given ourselves the privilege of having that time to look so far ahead. Far ahead enough that we're considering what sort of adults we'd like to put into the world. So today I'm going to talk about vision and inspire some thoughts. I love the books by Stephen Covey. He's the one who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. About 15 years ago, a friend of mine sent me The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families. It's quite a tome, I will admit, and it took some getting through. But his opening chapter is on thinking ahead. And as a young family, it impacted us massively because it was the first time that anyone had ever suggested thinking ahead. I was so busy in the day, I hadn't really given a great deal of thought to what sort of a family I wanted to grow, what sort of adults I was putting into the world. I think I was more interested in what's for tea, (laughs) what do I need to do right here, right now in front of me, which of course is so important too. Yet we think ahead when we're planning so many things. People have career plans or business plans. Find a business coach who wouldn't ask you, where are you trying to head? Where are you going? Even party planning is often bigger than the actual party. Sometimes wedding planning, gosh, that's one of the biggest growth businesses, or it was before the COVID times hit. But how many people have suggested to you that you think about planning the culture and feel of your family. Establishing your priorities and working out what values you'd like your children to leave home with. I find that when I speak about this on parenting courses, it unleashes a whole new lease of life, of hope, of empowerment. A friend of mine has often said, you'll be parenting adults for a lot longer than you'll be parenting children. And that's so true. And I would also add that their adulthood comes around a lot quicker than we expect it to. So if we want to reap a good harvest, we need to plan what we sow. In Stephen Covey's own words, sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. So whether you're knee deep in nappies or you're batting off toddler tantrums or reacting to just all of the needs around you of your young or older children, maybe even juggling the infighting, steal yourself away. Enjoy this moment of pondering some questions that I'm going to put to you. It will move you from reactive to proactive. Actually, mentally, it will make a shift and it will restore your sense of hope and purpose for your family in this busy world. 
And I know that some of you will be natural planners, but some of you will be wingers. You're the more in the moment type of people and you might be thinking, whoa, I don't know about all of this thinking ahead and you're just kind of backing away gently. But if that's you, take heart. We're not signing anything here. We're not deciding on our children's careers or tailoring their personalities. We're just looking ahead, dreaming a bit, if you like. Many of our friends, including ourselves, have built extensions. And nobody, but nobody, has broken ground before putting a pencil to paper. Yet we'll carry on family life just being one foot in front of the other without ever really planning or thinking about where we're going. When we did our extension, our architect asked us lots of great questions. How do you use your home today? How long are you hoping to live here? What are you hoping your spaces will be in 10 years time? And thinking ahead for us was exciting and empowering, quite challenging and a little bit daunting, but so purposeful. It led us to our priorities. So grab a pen and paper if you're not driving or jogging or the tech equivalent, and I'm going to ask you some broad and narrow questions. Maybe pause this after each question so you have a chance to ponder. Here's the first one. How would you like people to describe your family? Your mind might go to characteristics, such as I'd like people to think that we're helpful or we're fun. Or you might go to practicalities, such as I'd like people to think of us as sporty or philosophical. There are no rights and wrongs here. Your family is unique. So just jot down the first things that come to mind. You can always come back to it. I know that some of you listen to this podcast as couples, all the better. So pause it and chat it through and pop some things down. You might even surprise each other. Question two, what sort of adults do you want your children to become? And again, you can answer that in any way that you wish. For us, we put down values that we'd like them to have. If you've managed that one, that's great. If you're struggling with it a bit, think about this question instead. What habits don't you want your children to have? One of the prevailing habits I noticed among young people at the moment is their disinclination to commit. If we planned a party for our eldest, going back quite a few years, we knew who was coming, we knew who wasn't. Fast forward just a few years to our next two children having their teen parties and the responses were far more vague and the actual turn up was sometimes very different from the expected list. It frustrated them but they expected it. We decided a long time ago when we first thought about our vision that we wanted our children to be dependable, to honour their commitments. So that was one of the things that we put down. For you, it might be around communication, commitment, sibling relationships. Pop it all down and we'll have a look in a minute at what you can do with that. Here's another question. What do you hope your children will contribute to the world around them? Do you feel strongly about the environment or animal welfare, your own neighbours and community or charitable giving? I know for us, we felt challenged in both of those areas. We wanted to know what impact we could make on people halfway around the world. 
but also what impact we could make on people in our immediate vicinity. I'm so challenged by the fact that at the moment we know what's going on in the world. We know what the COVID numbers are in America. We understand what's going on a million miles from our doorstep. But do you know your neighbours' names? Now that might not feel important to you and that's fine if it doesn't. This isn't instructional. It's simply to get you thinking about what could feel important to us as a family and what are we going to do about that? Not in a pressurised way, not in a heavy way. Just first of all, do we like it as a concept? I'm going to ask you one more question, but I do have a more comprehensive list. For those of you who've got the book, there's an extensive list on pages 24 and 25. If you don't, there's a list, not as extensive, but some food for thought on the blog that goes with this week's podcast. So do pop across afterwards if you'd like to. But here's another question for you now. How do you want to be remembered as a parent? That's an emotive one, isn't it? You might want to pause and ponder. I'm just going to interrupt this podcast for a moment to say that if you're enjoying this parenting stuff, you'll love the book, Parenting for Life. It's full of nuggets of information, little bits on parenting, bits that you can just pick up and use for the day, or whole chapters that you can just dig into and look at a certain topic and go, right, let's really nail this, let's hardwire some new ways for family life. It's all gentle, but it's got great grit about it too. It's a beautifully designed, full colour, fully illustrated hardback book. So it's great on the coffee table, great by the bed, and this is what other people say about it. This book is absolute gold dust. I actually bought this book to give away, but I'm keeping it. This book has so many helpful suggestions for the modern family and it's helpful for our marriage too. This book is a must in every home. If I was able to buy just one book on parenting, this would be the book. And of course, that book is available to you, my listener, for a 25% discount. It's £15. You can buy it on my website, www.thecourageousmama.com. Now back to the podcast. As you look through your answers to those few short questions, they can begin to form your vision for your family. And once you have a vision, you'll find yourself being accountable to it in some of the smaller choices that you make in every day. For example, going back to one that I posed earlier, if you want your children to honour their commitments, you might need to commit to going ahead with the first thing in the diary, even when something better comes along. They're watching our choices and they're forming their values. And we've found over the years that when our children are frustrated with our boundaries, we do have a value underneath those boundaries that we're able to share with them. They don't have to own the value, but it can help them to understand why it's there in the first place and what it predicates, what our core value is and why the boundary is there. If you go back to your questions, Underneath the answer to each question, write the word habits and ask yourself what habits could we put in place to support that vision? For example, when I asked you, how do you want other people to describe your family? For us, I wanted people to feel relaxed and welcome in our home. 
that might not feel important to you. You might not want people to come to your home. You might prefer to meet them in a coffee shop. But we did, and we looked at the habits that that would entail. And it produced some thoughts around what sort of a welcome we give to people, what sort of a departure we give to people, and how we speak to one another. You know, that space between you is the space where you host people. And if we're being lovely to our guests, but there's an uncomfortable atmosphere between family members, people sense that a mile off. It's uncomfortable for them. I know I've been in that position. I bet you have too. So it led us to think about how to keep a short account in our own relationships, in our families. We so often expect sibling relationships to form themselves, but it caused us to think about what intentional things we could put in place for the children. And I'm not suggesting for a minute that we're the model family, and those of us who know us would say the same, but I'm sharing some of the things that caused us to be intentional. So during the lockdown, we had the immense privilege of being home together again. So we revisited one of our old practices and one of those was enhancing the relationships between our children. And we tried to make it a priority to normalise deeper questions as one of our habits, to get our kids listening to each other and really hearing what each other was saying. Most kids are great at banter and certainly harsh banter and ours are no different. They can throw it around too and that's fine. Well, as long as it's fun. And it's all part of building relationship. But it's not necessarily connection. In fact, actually, if it's the predominant part of their relationship, it can often be a barrier to genuine and authentic connection. The hardest stuff is listening to each other. Talking through the highs and lows of the day or the challenges that lie ahead of them. So in lockdown, we carried on, as I said, and we got together for 15 minutes a day. Not meal times, it's not our play times. And we'd agree at the beginning of the day when that should come. And during that time, we read one chapter a day from a really thought-provoking book. There's a few of them around. And yes, it was inconvenient and it was time-consuming. And there were other things that we would have preferred to be doing in that particular moment. But we were always grateful for it after it had happened. And it was a bonding time for us too. Each chapter has some really challenging thoughts and questions and examples. So we chewed it over together and it was a really significant time. But if we hadn't set that as a priority, I know I'd look back now and I'd tell you, honestly, there wouldn't have been time for that. That wouldn't have been possible. We were all working. We were doing home ed. One is studying musical theatre and was doing stage school from home with 37 contact hours and sometimes down at the church hall. But we committed to that as a habit. So time was made. And that was just an ongoing habit from a decision that we made many, many years ago when we decided that we wanted our children to develop trust between each other and share their journeys. And of course, you could say that that might happen organically and in some families it will. But experience would tell me that many siblings out there actually don't share their inner world. They haven't been shown how to. 
So making the habit of creating a safe space where they listen respectfully to each other and understand each other's challenges at whatever depth they decide they want to share them makes a big difference to their relationships both now and in the future and it significantly impacts their levels of empathy with one another. You know, the best leaders are good listeners, so it's a great habit to sew in. After we thought about our own vision, we went on to the next step and we created our own vision as a family group. And it's still on the fridge to this day. And I know some of you have commented on it, as I've referred to this in a previous podcast. It's a great fun thing to do. And you learn a lot about your children as you go. You learn about what values feel really important to them. So in an upcoming podcast, I'm going to look at that in more detail. And you can decide whether or not that might appeal to you. The culture in our homes doesn't have to be something that we just hope will fall into place. It can be something that we engender, we contribute to, we instill and we encourage. The day is full of challenges of its own, isn't it? But knowing where you're heading may well mean that you're still off track much of the time, but at least you know where the track is, what you're aiming for. You're more likely to be on it if there is one. And of course there will be some successes without planning. I'm not suggesting that everything will fall apart without it. You can build a whole extension without any plans at all and you can have some great success. But a vision will avoid unnecessary disappointment. It will help you to understand the perceived vision of the others around you too. But you can still be spontaneous. Having a vision will not rob you of your spontaneity. Planning doesn't mean you can't wing things. In fact, once you've got your priorities in place, it's much easier to wing it because you'll be confident that the most important things are covered and taken care of. There will be disruptions and distractions along the way as well. We'll go wrong and we'll go right. We're a work in progress. But knowing what we're aiming for will help us to achieve it. Ask any athlete, any pilot, any successful business person or a parent of a family that you admire. Ask them, do you think you'd be where you are now if you hadn't thought ahead and made some plans? I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that's appealed to you and it's given you some food for thought. I know there were only a few questions there. I didn't want to exhaust you. But for those of you who've got an appetite for it, as I say, pop across to the blog and there are some questions listed out there for you. Also, I want to ask you a couple of questions of my own. There's been some interest in the idea of having a Facebook group. Is that something that would be interesting to you? And also, as you know, I'm a speaker, I do courses and so on, but all of that stopped at the moment due to the obvious reasons. But I can run a course in my home with five parents. It would all be done beyond reproach and according to the COVID laws but it would be available on a first come first served basis. So if you're interested in that, email me and I shall send you back the costs and what's involved either on the Facebook or on the course. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you want a copy of the book, you can also find that on the blog and you can get your 25% discount as one of my listeners. And you can get that for £15, including postage. And it's a beautiful hardback book full of lovely illustrations and photographs and some great nuggets 
for family life. Thank you so much for joining me this time. And thanks for your feedback where you give it. I really, really appreciate it. See you next week.